I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Good morning, everyone. It's Todd Screema and Robin Lavasser and Jim Reed doing our monthly podcast. Uh, this is for loan officers, and it's called You Can Make Money in Any Market. And we're going to talk about this because there's a lot of doom and gloom out there. I, honestly, guys, if it's one thing I've learned, so starting, uh, this gets a little personal, but about six, seven years ago, I started going to a therapist. And one of the one of the therapists, after she knew me for about a year, I sat down and she said, Todd, you know, you live with a lot of anxiety. And I said, well, I said, maybe I don't understand. I don't feel anxious. She says, yeah, you do. You just don't know how to describe it. And so she went through this process of describing stuff. And what I learned through that is I, it started this, this process where I, I get stuck on something and I think about it. And what I, what I learned is even though I was very successful monetarily and ran great businesses and all that, I was always in fear of this or fear of that. I don't, it's been a lot of therapy, a lot of, what I've learned is that how you feel is how you act. And so how that translates to today is if you feel scared, if you think the sky is falling, it probably is, right? And so that's how I think about it. I, I don't know how to express it because what, what I'm afraid of when these opening comments is someone saying, oh, Todd, you can say that because you got money. Mm. You can still feel that way. You know, you're talking about an old Yogi Berra quote, right? 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 What do you say? Also, uh, who was the coach who won the first Super Bowl? Come on, you guys. Good Lord. Green Bay Packers. Man, I watch all that old stuff on ESPN. He said, it's, the quote is something like this. I'm going to screw it up. Okay. The co- this quote is something like this. Two kinds of guys. One who thinks he's going to be successful and one who thinks he's not. And they're both probably right. Vince Lombardi. Yeah, when you talked about anxiety, I'm sitting there going, what are you talking about, Todd? You don't have anxiety. You do really good at that. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's our industry, right? Each month, we start at zero. Each year, we definitely start at zero. That breeds anxiety. Like, yes. Tools to manage that are important because, as you said, people see it and feel it. And it's how you act, right? So if you're an anxious and nervous loan rep, Robin, and you go out on a sales call, what's it sound like? Anxious and nervous. Yeah, it sounds like commission breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got a deal? Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Hey, got a deal? Hey, got a deal? Hey, got a deal? Hey, or, got a deal? I mean, if, if you're fearful, you're you think about it. Whenever you are scared, you're normally not taking action. Most of the time, fear creates a, a myriad of other emotions, but you know, paralyzation, maybe anger and frustration, blame. I mean, fear creates a lot of things, um, but it generally doesn't create the best version of you that's going to go out there and want to help other people and impact the world, right? Fear is like fight or flight mode. You're protecting yourself. And so I think when you talk about the market and and being fearful, if you will, the truth is you're probably not even um, prospecting or doing the work that you need to do if you're in fear mode. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, I hear people like, I, I just did a site visit. So when you work at Summit, I run the coaching program. And I do site visits four times a year. So I invite all the managers, all the loan officers, whoever can make it each time. Last time, last yesterday, we had about 30 people on video and about 25 people in person. And one of the one of the loan officers who's been doing it, I think this is super relative. So allow me a tangent. Okay. Yeah. So one of the loan officers, 
um, that's been doing this business a long time. He, he came to my site visit and he brought his LP2 who recently got licensed. His LP2 in our business is, is a, a loan off of a LPA. Some people call it. So it's a loan officer assistant, but a higher level. They can talk to the client about everything and they're licensed to kind of replicate your time at a higher level. That's the best way I would describe it without a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So he's asked me this question. He can't wait to get his hands up. And, and, you, frankly, he's not dressed very snappy, frankly. And his question was, you know, I go out and I, 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 I'm prospecting for new realtor relationships. And, you know, the, 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 realtor, the realtor group in general is getting younger. I go, what do you mean is you're getting older? But it's okay. But it's the same thing, right? He's like, yeah. So they don't really want to work with someone like me. So he's trying to transfer. Listen to this. He's trying to transfer sales and, and originations onto his loan partner because they are younger than him. And he's he's telling me a self-limiting belief is what I learned it was at some class I went to. I've been through all kinds of therapy stuff, too. He's telling me a self-limiting belief out loud. Todd, why? Why is he telling me that out loud before he asked me his question? It's a form of deference. Yes. He's getting everybody to say, yeah, you're right. So then he don't got to go do the damn work. Uh -huh. Yep. So I stood up there the same age as him. Actually, I'm one year older. And I had my suit on and my shirt on and my nice shoes and my belt. And I'm like, do I look younger? Because I'm not younger. Like, you just, you, just, you just gave yourself an excuse. And I think that people do that in this market. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, if you're listening and it's striking a chord with you, knock it off. Yeah. You're not entitled to anything. You're a mm -hmm. lone rep. You don't have a, you probably don't have a degree. If you do, you're not using it. And you get the opportunity to make a bunch of money. And our, our, our topic today is you can make money in any market. So we're going to talk about that. But I just thought that was, you, you told me, Todd, the loan officer demographic, I don't even know what I'm talking about. The average age of a loan rep is getting older. So they are all feeling what that guy's feeling. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, to be honest, uh, but let me say two things. Um, one is one is a reference point. So when you look at the overall volume in the in the mortgage world, we're in we're in the years 2018, 2019. In those years, the industry did a little over two trillion, which is what the industry will do this year. It's going to be about 80 percent purchase loans, similar to those years. Mm -hmm. So those years were actually a little more refi uh, in 19. So that's the frame up. So it's, a, it's, a, it's not a bad market. It's a normal market. It's a normal market. So that's a mindset. The second one is a quick story. Um, Jim did that site visit. Some people came in early. I had four of them over to my house for a barbecue. They're texting me like, hey, boss, what are you doing? I'm like, barbecuing with my kids. Come on over. So four of them came over. One of them was this lovely little gal named uh, Desiree. Desiree works in our Boise office. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, she's 26 and she's vibrant. And she, we got her uh, in, in our mortgage loan apprentice program, which is where we take people in and train them for a year how to become a loan officer, then they become a loan officer. So she did her year worth of training as an assistant working in the branch. And for one year, she's been a loan officer. And uh, I said, well, Desiree, how are you doing? You know, in the, we were talking about market conditions. She's all, just smile, as smiley as you can see. A smile ever. Face. She's, Mr. Robbins, of course. And she's like, I'm doing great. I said, explain that. She says, well, I'm having my second best month ever. 
I said, oh, really? What does that mean? She says, well, I, I closed in five loans this month. And I said, oh, what's your best ever? She says, well, two months ago, I closed six loans. I said, I'm thinking to myself, there's 15-year loan reps aren't closing five, six loans, right? Sure. Now, why is she doing that? She's, so to her, she has no clue that it's a good, bad market. She doesn't pay attention. She doesn't talk about it. Like I'm, This is just how a younger person it acts and feels. And so um, she told a quick story. She says, Todd, when Nate hired me, I was working as a bank teller making just above minimum wage. She says, I'll make more this month than I made in six months at the bank. So that's why I'm excited. And I'm one year in. And oh, by the way, I just bought my second home. She rented a house, her payments, 1500, she's a little entrepreneur, $1,500 and she rented it for 3,200. You know, you know what's interesting about that story, Todd? So I, I know Des and she would be fine with me saying this, but uh, about three, four months ago, you know, when when people really realized that rates were going to climb and that the market was going to shift, if you will, uh, Des had a panic um, and she messaged me and said, would you get on and do some coaching with me? And I said, sure. And we get on the phone and she's paralyzed. She had she had one tough deal, you know, and, and she lost it, a deal to rates. And she literally was all of a sudden paralyzed. And she said, should I go back to being assistant? Maybe I'm not meant for this. And I was like, Des, listen, in any market, you have to you have to just be focused on the activity that you do. You have to believe in yourself, swim it through all sorts of things. And I'm, I'm by no means credit for this, but she literally sought help, right? Sought help for being paralyzed and frozen. And, and all of a sudden, she was listening to the hype more than anything. She got back in and just started playing the game that she knows how to play, prospecting, you know, smiling that bright smile, being the lone rep that she has learned to be in the last year. And literally it's turned around and, and we, we set this monthly little 15 minute thing. And every time I get on there, she's like, I don't need anything. I'm doing so great. Like, because it really was just an emotional pivot for her to decide that she was going to be fine. And then she believed it. She believed it and she does the work to back it up. And I think that's a really big deal right now in making money in any market um, that, that people don't realize how paralyzed they actually are. Um, and, and, and some are doing the exact same, some of my realtors aged out. Okay. You could use that as an excuse, or you could say, I'm excited to go find a bunch of new referral partners. And how am I going to do that? Right. Yeah. People call me all the time. What they're really asking me is how do I come over this entitlement I'm feeling or this, uh, emotional fear, right? So I don't know who taught me this, but someone taught me there's only two things in the world that's love and fear. And then they said, for love, there's three ways to express it or to implant it in your brain. They said gratitude, generosity, and grace. When you give grace to others that don't deserve it, that's expressing love. When you give, you're you generous to other people and help them out, that's expressing love. When you show gratitude for what you have, that's expressing love. So if you express love more often, every day perhaps, you can overcome the feel of entitlement that you developed over the last two years of getting overpaid. Mm. It's a simple tactic, but I am telling you it is a flipping home run because I have a surgeon living to the left of me and a, a, a general practitioner living to the right of me, and I've never saved anybody's life, at least not during loans, and I for sure make more money than them. And that's just, yeah. I'm just lucky. 
And if I feel that way more often, it comes out more often and people want to be around me more and then they'll refer me more. And I swear to God, it's that simple. I, I love that. So, um, so the three, the three things you said, again, I just want to repeat. Generous. So grace, being graceful. Grace. You're showing people grace, which is really tough for alphas, right? We get things really fast. We don't understand why they're slow. They, they messed it up three times and we're like, next. So showing grace. And grace for me is explaining things one more time when you feel like they don't deserve it. Um, I, I just want to uh, I want to tell you a quick story, and then I want to ask each one of us to give a tactic on battling this market. So um, yesterday I spoke at uh, Carl White's uh, event. Uh, never really knew him. He, but in total, he has twelve thousand members as a part of Mortgage Marketing Animals, mm -hmm. and then they they have the Breakfast oh, Club, yeah. and there's like three parts to their business. So. Um, here's what I noticed about him. So he's done this in like seven years, 12,000, 12,000 members. And so afterwards he likes to smoke cigars. So we went, we were up in Tahoe. So we go off under this tree and we're smoking a cigar, which I haven't done for about five years. And now I know why <laughs> when I woke up this morning, why I don't. Um, and <clears throat> he comes up to me after my talk at the break, he grabs me. He's a shorter guy grabs me by both arms, looks straight into my eyes and says, Todd, I see professional speakers speak like all the time. And you're one of the best I've ever seen. Your ability to communicate information, yet still be humble, tell relatable stories. It was magical. And I really appreciate you coming to my event. Wow. Gratitude. He is... Uh, and I told him later on that night when we we're having a cigar, I said, you're one of the most gracious men I've ever met in my life. And I watched him do it to about at least eight other people that day. Something there, something there. Okay. So let's talk about a tactic. Um, Jim and Robin will probably do more of a grassroots tactic. I'm going to give you a, it's, it's a way far out tactic, way far out there. But uh -oh. Buckle give up. me a give me a minute to explain. Buckle up, buckle up. I, I am uh, I, uh, every once in a while I do two or three day fasting. That just means coffee and water for for two or three days. So this time uh, I, I'm on day two, uh -oh. and I got four people to do it with me. Four just personal friends. They're texting me yesterday and this morning. We got this text chain going. Here's what I've learned from that. And I want you to pay attention to this. They all thought, because they'd never done it before, they all thought, how can I possibly do two days without food? And I, my coaching to them was, you'll be shocked at how much energy you have. And what I learned through this is hunger pains, every hunger pain you ever have goes away in 15 minutes. So there'll be two or three times where you are hungry. But you're, I said, you'll be shocked on how you're not hungry. And the reason I tell you that story is, and it, you know, if you want to fast, fast, but it's a, it's, a, it's a tactic that teaches you how food addicted we are to a pattern of eating, whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacking. One person said they have four meals a day. I eat two meals a day, you know, and they're all saying the same thing. Now, I know this because I've done it several times before, but they're like, it is shocking 
how much energy I have, how good I feel, how well I slept, and I don't have hunger pains, like two, three times in two days, but they quickly go away and you just feel great. And my point is, is disrupting a pattern. So disrupting the pattern of not selling, how you would disrupt that is do, for example, the circus. The circus is, I'm going to call, mini circus is, I'm going to call 100 realtors in one day. And my goal is to get 10 appointments. That would be an, that would be something that like breaks you out of that mold. Yeah, yeah. You're, say, you're saying do something you've never done before to get outside your comfort zone. Yes. And really what that does, really, I think as I listen is, what that does is give you confidence. Give you what? Confidence. If you, never, if you thought you couldn't go three days without food and then you do it, you're impressed with yourself. And then you're proud. If you're 54 years old like me and you can touch the rim, I get, I'm like, oh, I'm not so, I'm not so old after all. <laughs> like you, you're talking about building confidence for real. That's what you're talking about by through little tiny things, little tiny achievements. 100%. Yeah. We've got just a few minutes left. Uh, Robin, give us, you're, you're, I mean, I know this is a hard question because, you know, you're just like, hey, how do you go through this market and what do you, what do you pivot? How, what do you do different? So just, I know there's like 10,000, but give us what you think is a really solid tactic that, that would apply to a lot of seasoned and unseasoned loans. Yeah. I, you know, I had a, I, we have a, a loan officer and um, kind of like Des, you know, having their best month ever. And I asked him the other day, and, and I'll tell you that the context of this, I asked him the other day, I said, tell, tell everybody on our Friday sales call, what, what you're doing. Um, brand new in a market, moved there, middle-aged middle-aged, followed his son, who's an originator. His son's been an originator for about a year. He's only been an originator since February. And he said, well, they told me to go 10 open houses every single weekend without fail. He said, so since February, I've gone to 10 open houses every single weekend without, with the, with the exception of two, two, two weekends he skipped. Other than that, 10, no matter what. He had four was taking in another contract that day. So we thought he'd have five deals for the month of July. Only been doing this since February. My point is not what, what I don't care if he'd been in it for 20 years or he'd been in it for, you know, five months, that doesn't matter. What I would say is that consistency and persistence pays off. You have to do both. And we are not really good at it as human beings, right? If we don't get instant gratification, we tend to um, get frustrated and give up and assume something doesn't work versus it's just going to take a little longer for it to start to work, right? And so I think we have to do the work every single day, show up big. And what I would really say is that he surrendered. He surrendered to being told exactly what to do to be successful. He didn't argue it. He just has done it over and over and over again. And he's seeing the success. The formula hasn't changed. Good market, bad market. What you have to do to be successful is the activity. And you have to be held accountable to that. And that requires that surrender word. And I think when you're willing to do that, to surrender to somebody other than yourself, because man, will we let ourselves off the hook, you will end up winning in this market. But it does require that piece of accountability. Real quick yeah. question, Robin. Um, we, we teach the the, the five day yep. call plan. So it's how it's so many calls a day, five days a week takes about two hours a day. Robin, could could any loan officer do that consistently every single day for fifty two weeks and not do well no. in this business? It's impossible. It's, 
And I've seen every every context of super outgoing, bubbly. I've seen young. I've seen, I just, I just got a message yesterday from a gal that I used to coach. She doesn't even work at our company. She said, I'm having my best month ever. She's 68 years old. Just so we're clear. She's 68 having her best month ever and sent me a message yesterday. So it's, I think people I think, like Jimmy said at the very beginning, right? Oh, I'm this, so let me give <clears> myself a scapegoat right out of the gate and, and explain why explain why it's okay for me to not do as well as other people. Bull. Bull. It is a choice. Bull. It is a choice Bull. every day how you show up and, and what you choose to do and then who you allow to hold accountable and to mentor you through it, which we all need right now, especially in the emotional state of fear. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy, I had a big like this three thing, but I'm just going to give you a more simple one because I think it's more important. This is what I think. You got to lower the bar to your definition of success, which sounds counterintuitive to salespeople. Raise the bar and they'll chase a bigger pile, right? That's like top 2% of the loan reps. That's how it would work for them. The rest of them, you got to lower the bar to what success is. So in the class I taught yesterday, I'm like, look, if you're doing a milk route and you're going to go see six boutique real estate, real estate offices every week, average four weeks in a month, you're doing a leveraged, you know, either in-person or video teaching event a month. It could be for continuing ed credits. It could be for sales. You're having a guest speaker. You're, you're promoting an event a month. That's one week dropping off an invitation. One week drop off food. The other two weeks drop off of something about some content about you, your company, or a loan program that will help them sell more houses and go to these same eight offices every week. And success is walking in the door. Mm. Mm. Success is walking in the door. You don't have to get a card. You don't have to get a lead. You just got to go in and don't stop and don't stop. So, Todd, I'll play this game with me for just one minute to emphasize my point. How many people are in you were in your uh, high school? My high school was like 600 kids. Okay. How many do you feel like you knew? How many of those 600 did you know? I knew you. Mm, 200. 200. How many of them were your homies? Five. Five. So 200 sales opportunities and you had how many? Five. Five. So you kind of sucked, right? Well, let, let, my defin- if, if my definition of success was not yours, not yours because <laughs> you, you think different. But in general, if you were five for 200, mm-hmm. that's not very good. But in our business, it's pretty good. Yeah. So you got to lower the bar, right? And be realistic. If you meet 200 people and spend a bunch of time with them and you get five or 10 that are your homies, that's yeah. success. Imagine you talk to 200 realtors. You go on 200 one-on-ones with realtors, and you end up with five homies that do 10 deals a year with you. That's 50 deals a year. We make five grand alone. That's a quarter million. And, and Jimmy, you talk about the gratitude That's piece, right? The, the gratitude piece. When somebody yeah. says, I'm only closing, I, it's one of the words I've removed from our branch. I'm only closing this many. I'm like, don't you say that. There are people that are closing zero right now, and you're more focused on what you're not doing yeah. than what you are doing. And we're going to focus on what you are doing yeah. because that's how you're going to get through this. So I am so with you on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, just a, a tidbit. Uh, love this book. Um, and you, you could probably get a book summary or a YouTube summary um, in uh, The Gap and the Gain. That's what that whole book's about, The Gap and the Gain. Don't compare yourself about what you didn't do. Compare yourself over the long term, yes. what you have done. And it changes how you feel and how you act. And that Preparing book, I would tell you. robs you of your joy. Yes, 100%. Preparing Listen. To others robs you of your joy. Totally agree. Got loan officers, I hope you appreciated this. I've got two of the brightest mortgage brains and coaches I've ever had the pleasure of being a part of. Robin and Jim, I want to thank you for spending the time to do this and give back because we're just do it to help people. And at the end of the day, when you do that, it always comes back around. So guys, make it a great month. Talk to you soon. Bye guys. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.